Hello, I'm Michael. And I'm Steph. And this is the Chef Campers podcast. Join us for the next 60 minutes as we discuss camper van cooking adventures. Hola, Steph. Hola, Mike. How are we doing? Good, how are you? Tired. Yeah. I'm saying that every week at the moment. Yeah. We're putting in a lot of work, aren't we? Yeah. HQ, it's taking up a lot of time. We spent a lot of time at the weekend, kind of just getting plans ready. It's all... Researching, it's, emailing. It's boring stuff, to be honest. It's just admin, isn't it? And trying yeah. to get, like, kind of licenses and all that sort. Nothing really to report, other than we're taking steps forward. Yeah. Other than that, have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been busy at work. And... It's been really busy at Camper Van yep. Culture. Super busy. It's great. Um, although I think Jed would rather be a bit quieter, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we had a beer tonight after work. It was good. In fact, we have a beer every night after work. It's it's good. Um, right, let's get started. So in this podcast, we are... Where are we going, actually? Well, we're going to start off at the end of southern Spain in Seville. Okay. And then we're going to be going to Portugal. 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 It's one of my favourites, actually. Um, so I think, let's think, right, what we're going to cover in this, so we're going to cover Seville, we're going to be covering the inventor of foosball, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be covering what happens when you pick up a, two random strangers and they live in, with you in your van, some hitchhikers, and uh, probably the best fish market we've come across on our travels. This is a real camper van cooking adventure podcast this week, Steph. Yeah. Right. Um, let's 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 talk a little bit about facts about Portugal. It seems as though we're going to be crossing the border soon and going in. So before we get to Portugal, why should we go there? What's what's interesting? Anything decent? Well, it's the most western point of Europe. That's very true. It is the absolute most western point. It, it would Madeira be classed as the absolute western? Because oh, you've got po- you've got mainland Portugal. Maybe of mainland Europe. Mainland Europe. Is Portugal, but then you've got the Portuguese island Madeira, which I think is another time zone. I think that's another hour. Mm. That's two hours behind Spain, whereas Portugal's one hour behind. Is it? I don't know. Can't remember that. I think we got. We felt like we got an hour of our life back when yeah. we crossed the border. But that's um, Cape Roca, which we visited. Right. Uh, it's just on top of the cliff with a lighthouse and. There was a busker playing when we went, lots of people there, and they were singing, actually. Very Western point. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I like that. Um, I think Portugal, as well, is a country that's got quite a unique relationship with the UK. And, I'm com- again, historians, you're going to have to correct me on this, because I-, I love to chuck out random facts, but I'm pretty sure the relationship between the UK and Portugal is one of the longest... Yeah, the longest running, isn't it? Longest partnerships of peace it's a country that we haven't had a, a fight with haven't had a scrap with maybe the only one maybe the only one and that's i don't know i think that's reflected in the portuguese people that you meet because it's a very it's I, I love it we'll come on to it um but yeah it's it's got it's got a good history i think it's got one of the longest running i think it's one of the oldest countries in europe yeah, actually i think it is the oldest country it in could europe. be Something about the longest it's had the borders for the longest. And mm. Anyway, it's got. Anyway, yeah, we don't. It's got loads of l- loads of cork. Yeah, cork. I think it's one of the biggest cork producers. Yeah, yeah, in the I world. Think, I think it is. 
And it, do you know what the best fact about Portugal is? What? It's got one of the most interesting people in the world who lives in Portugal. Oh, I know. <laughs> who? Nuno. Nuno. <laughs> we'll come on to Nuno yeah. maybe in next week's episode, but he is genuinely one of the... One of my favourite people, actually. I need to. I have messaged him yeah. in two years, but I'm going to message him. I think we have next so week. many stories about Nuno. We could do a whole season on yeah. Nuno, but for now, let's talk about. Let's stay in Spain. So I remember this. We've we've actually been watching back our YouTube videos. I never thought we'd watch them back, but we have been. And one thing I will say, Steph. Plus, yeah, we put some work in there, yeah, didn't we, yeah, on those we did. those videos? Nobody watched them. Well, no. quite, well, actually, quite a few did, but not it. They, you know, they're not popular, um, but really useful for us because now I look yeah. back at that and I think uh, you said I looked a bit handsome on one of them. <laughs> I think that was nice of you, Steph. Um, and uh, I was watching them back, and it's just like really nice, good videos. It was good to watch it back. Good laugh. But I remember Sevilla, Seville, or Sevilla. What I'll say, Seville or Seville. In in my uh... Jimmy <laughs> no, <laughs> that's Seville, Seville, Seville. Um, so Seville is Seville, Seville. Sevilla. <laughs> they they've got oranges, lots of oranges. <laughs> you're not you supposed. To, I told you not to do so many jokes this week, and you can't really joke about that stuff anyway. Right. Anyway, let's move um... on, please. <laughs> Seville is it's 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 one of those last cities before you get to Portugal, and what's really nice about Seville, I'm trying to do a bit of a, a fingy sandwich here. What's really nice about Seville is that it's got kind of a lot of history. It's got some amazing buildings and nice things to see. Um, but we had a bit of a disaster actually, because. Like we say on this podcast, when we go to a city, we generally find a campsite. So we can park up safely and not worry about break-ins. We saw vehicles getting broken into in Seville, so they, there's one fact yeah. I don't like about it. Um, we saw the, well, the actual people going around, didn't we? A few yeah, we dodgy-looking characters two guys and, trying yeah, to open into, doors. And then he ran. Yeah. I wasn't going to be a vigilante that day. I, was, I just had it. I was a bit annoyed. I remember being a bit annoyed this week because the LPG adapter still hadn't turned up. Well, it had turned up, but the... The, the Spanish post service. Yeah, there was an issue with the post, wasn't the it? The Spanish post couriers don't deliver to their own post offices, um, but um, another courier company would, but their own. It's long and complicated, yeah. too boring for this. Um, yeah, so it was a bit. I was a bit funny anyway. I was getting a bit annoyed with the, the whole politics of the situation of what we were trying to get done, and we just no one seemed to want to help us. We felt a bit lonely, I think. Um, but anyway, we looked for this campsite. Uh, we pulled up on the campsite. I think it was like twenty eight, thirty euros, which for us is, 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 is a lot of money. It really is. Our budget when we're traveling is we run a tight ship, um, and you know, twenty eight, thirty euros is uh, substantial part of the budget. Mm, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, yeah, it's a good food budget. A good that chunk. you could buy a, some decent food with that money. Um, but anyway, we paid for this campsite and um, spoke to the guys checking in and was like yeah there is a bus here isn't there into town he's like yep it's just outside easy to get on so we thought great so we stopped the night before we get up super early to get the first bus we're waiting outside bus doesn't turn up about an hour later the sun's like getting quite strong now and the bus turns up and uh the bus driver shaked his hand 
No. He wouldn't let us on. He wouldn't let us on. He just looked at us, didn't he? You know why he wouldn't let us on? Because we had Rupert with us. It could have been Rupert. It could have been me. (laughs) It was Rupert. Yeah. No dogs. No dogs on public transport. No dogs on public transport in Seville and lots of other places in Spain, which is a real shame because, well, we'd planned it all out. We'd paid for this campsite. We'd paid for our bus tickets and all of this sort of stuff. And we weren't allowed on because we had a, a really cute small dog that we could have picked up and held in our hands. And I think when being in France, when, you know, this wasn't a problem at all. And we went into town and we got the train, the bus with Rupert. Didn't yeah, he, and he went everywhere. And so we didn't really think. People made a fuss a of him. People made a right fuss of him. But yeah. I think dogs in, I, I mean, I'll say it quite openly, dogs in southern Spain. They're, def- they're still a working tool. Um, and there are definitely people out there who love their dogs in southern Spain. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there are some horrible, some, yeah. horrible thugs, if I could get my hands on them, yeah. who like to chain dogs to the back of their motorbikes, drag them up the hills hunting, and if they don't do very well, chuck them in a well. And i tell you something, I'd like to chuck them in a well. Yeah, I'd chuck them in a well. I'd do more than that, but I think this <laughs> podcast would get taken off Apple for graphic content. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's not. it wasn't dog-friendly, and this was a problem, so we went back to the campsite, and the owner was like, oh, did they not let your dog on? I was like, no, you, you, might have, you could have mentioned that, but it's fine, we'll go. And uh, we were just going to kind of leave, but we were like, you know, we really should, it's, it's meant to be a nice city. Yeah, we really wanted to go and see Seville. So we took a, a punt and found some daytime parking that looked fairly secure, not that secure. We carried all of our, I think I carried my laptop, my two digital SLRs, my drone, put it in my backpack. Yeah. You carried the other stuff and we walked into town. Um, really pleased I did though. Yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah. It was a lovely city. We got to this place. Um, it was like a semicircle. It was all tiled and there was a bit of water running around it. I think, what was it called? It was something... The Plaza de España. Plaza... With, the, with the main building as well. That's it, Plaza yeah. de España. And in the Plaza de España is... Oh, here's an interesting fact for you, Steph. <laughs> I'm going to say a line of a song. And you'll get this straight away because I do this all the time. But we're going to pause for two seconds see see if anyone else gets it. Okay. So I'm going to do a line. It's from a famous song... And you're going to guess what song it is. So, here it goes. Show me. (laughs) (laughs) Show me. Show me. Show me. That is... What what song do you think? Simply Red. It's Simply Red. I'll give it all up for you. I'll give it all up for you. That's it. Yeah. That was Is filmed. that what it's actually called? I don't know. I love Simply it's Red Simply as well. Red, Steph hates Simply Red and I love Simply Red. No, I, I don't I don't hate them. You've got Stockholm Syndrome now because yeah. you listen to them too. That and Gypsy Kings. Do you know what? No, I do like There's Gypsy There's a bloody King. element in this square because it was where yeah. that that video yeah. was filmed. Simply Red, so I'd give it all up for you. Yes, I would. But also, so I'm walking around trying to spot stuff from the, the music video, which has just got amazing dancing. Check that out. Don't check our YouTube yeah. channel out. Check out Simply Red's. Um, and... I was walking, it's like a semicircle, it's almost like a tunnel and it's all tiled and it's split up into maybe 40 sections and these 40 sections are all like kind of Spanish tiles that are dedicated to each, I think each part of Spain. 
Yeah, was I think it like a region. Yeah, there's like a Catalonian like area, and there's a there's different regions. Yeah, wasn't I think, there like a bench? Like yeah, each thing? a bench at each one. So I think we and went in different, different pictures on the tiles. Yeah, different the benches. pictures to represent different parts of Spain. It was brilliant, actually. It was a bit yeah, like it was really nice. if you've been to Epcot, it was like going around the world, but <laughs> going around Spain. There was a little. Was there like a lake there? With the Almost fishing? like Venice, where yeah, they're they're standing on the boats and pushing and, them. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely beautiful, and I think we sat in Girona or Catalonia bench for a bit and yeah, had a. I think we sat on all of the benches. We moved around. I don't think we sat on all of them. That would took a while. Sat on quite a few. few. Of them. Quite a few. That was before COVID, eh? It was. But any, anyway, back back to this. I was walking through this kind of. The, it was kind of like an alleyway. It was. It was. It was. There was a low ceiling that was curved, almost like a church with a wall. Everywhere was tiled with these Spanish tiles, really colourful, really beautiful. And then I just heard this singing with a guitar. And uh, you were gonna, were you gonna sing it then? No, I don't um, want to ruin it. We put, we, I recorded it and put it on our video actually of Seville, and um, it had like a really traditional Spanish sound to it, but like a, a Moorish Arabic sound. Yeah. As well, which we spoke about last week because of Granada and the influence there. Anyway, this guy's voice was just incredible, and he oh, was just he was amazing. He was playing his guitar, and there was a, it was it had a bit of a Gypsy Kings vibe. Which, if you've been listening to this for a while, yeah. you'll know that's a absolute favorite. Ple- not a guilty pleasure, just a pleasure. Nothing secret about no. that. No. Absolute. In fact, I said it. I think on the second one about Gypsy Kings, if you know I'm having a good time, if I've got Gypsy yeah. Kings on, I'm ta- I'm tapping my knee and I'm having a glass of wine or something. So you know I'm having a good time. But if you want to know if I'm really, really, really drunk, I'm trying to do Gypsy Kings on karaoke. <laughs> you can look for the karaoke songs of Gypsy Kings and try and sing yeah. in Spanish, which is it's quite hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard song to conquer. Maybe one day. Anyway, I was listening to this guy and he was playing his guitar and I, I just... It blew, it blew me away that so many people just walked past and didn't even acknowledge him and it blew me away that people just couldn't stand still and just enjoy the moment for for maybe 30 seconds or a minute and you know put cameras away and just stand there and enjoy it and i was just standing against the pillar for a while which is why i've got quite a lot of it recorded and um oh he had such a great voice oh he was it's really good do you know what i might track him down and i'll say listen pal i'm trying to build this hq lovely part of the world north wales Bet you haven't been. Let me show you around. Do you like lamb? Because I know you eat a lot of pork here. But do you like lamb? Let me get some. Let me get some lamb on the fire for you. What if he's vegetarian? I'll cook him a lovely vegetarian dish, Steph. My job yeah. isn't to judge his food choices. My job is to ensure the plate of food that goes before him is memorable and, and gorgeous and enjoyable. So whatever he wants, I'd cook it just to hear him play those. That, that that song those sounds. would have to create some sort of room. Yeah. We'd have to go into a bathroom. Yeah. That would be weird. It'd be <laughs> worth it though. We'd have to go into a shower block, and he'd have yeah. to play his guitar just to get that echo. Anyway, yeah. it was reverb. It was reverbing around the the walls, and I, I mean, I, I love music. I used to play quite a bit of music, but um, yeah, it was just a real moment. Yeah, it was lovely, um, wasn't it? And I'm sure I'm sure I've seen on YouTube. He's been there before, so he, I think he's a famous yeah. busker there. I wish we'd bought his CD. I wish we had. We don't have a CD player, and I don't think he's no. on Spotify, but he, he was great. Anyway, that was wonderful, and then we walked... Was there anything else around Seville? That was that was the only moment I remembered. I remember me. the horse, horse and carriages. Yes, um, the horse and carriages. The town and 
I remember not being served at, uh, like, a a what little was... picnic table which had, like, a, a Fanta orange umbrella on the... You know, nothing... We're not talking anything swanky or nice here. A bloody... Just an ice cream cafe outdoor which was doing table service with a Fanta um, umbrella and <laughs> wouldn't serve us because of Rupert. So I was getting... Yeah. I, do you know I got a bit... I got a bit offended on, on behalf of Rupert. Yeah. I thought, he can't talk, but I can. We took it to the heart a bit, didn't I did. We? Took it too personal. I shouldn't... What I should have done? You know what I should have done? Respected their culture, Steph. Well, I, I don't respect that about them, actually. You know, to not respect <laughs> Rupert or dogs. Well, anyway. I, they've got their own choices, but yeah, that was... Anyway. That, that was... It, 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 yeah, it didn't bode well for us, to be honest. Yeah. We didn't enjoy it. And it, it was a shame because I know it's a city that will... Would be amazing for us to visit maybe one day again. And if, you know, Rupert wasn't with us, then we could go and check it out. And there's, there's like, there's a tapas alley and all of that sort of stuff in Seville. And you, there's some great food to be had there. But we were beyond that. I think yeah. it was because we were a bit excited because we were about to cross the bridge. Yeah, to Portugal. To Portugal. Yeah. I remember crossing the bridge, getting into Portugal and just feeling like... Namaste. Yeah, I was so excited to get to Portugal. Yeah, we haven't been before. It, it felt so great once we got to Portugal. Different. And we went into a shop and straight away, I just, it, it felt, there was a different vibe. There was a different vibe for me in the in the little yeah. villages, not in the, the main parts of the Algarve, just in the little villages on the way. It was, uh, it was nice. It's very authentic, I thought, and like you said, a bit chilled mm. and just nice feeling, and the people were nice and friendly. I've just realised we spoke. We, I, I mentioned that we, the inventor of foosball, that was just before we got to. It was, oh. I think, it was thirty miles before we got to Portugal. We were stopping at this place, in a hammock where we were having a bit of a barbecue. We camped for a couple of days. I'm sitting in my hammock, and uh, this guy in a white van pulls in, starts talking to Steph. I'm listening making sure everything's all right. And the guy uh, invites Steph to go and have a look <laughs> at his white van. Now, you've got to be quite careful when you're on the road, uh, especially w- when your wife is as beautiful as mine. Um, that's that's a happy marriage, that. And um, But I looked around. He looked a bit old. He looked quite short, and I thought, that's fine. I'll be able to, ca- I'll be able to catch him. Even in the synchro, I reckon I could catch up his van as well. So I get out of the hammock, and he starts talking to us. Do you remember what he had? What, in his van? Yeah. Yeah, like a whole load of fruit. Pomegranates. He had pomegranates, he had lemons, he had lots of fruit. Yeah. And what it was, he owned quite a bit of land. And uh, you get this a lot. So when you park up at picnic stops and that sort of stuff, uh, naturally people will come over to us, they see the van, it looks a bit different, and just talk to us. Uh, it was pre-COVID times. This and this, I think this is, you know, this is the thing I worry about with COVID. Are we going to meet people in the same way as we did? Because it, I, you know, you just meet people every day and you talk to people every day. Anyway, on this occasion, this chap starts talking to us, and before he uh, showed, before he showed us all the fruit, I just asked him if he wanted a coffee, and he said yes. So I made him a coffee, and um, we were just chatting, and. Um, yeah, he got all this fruit out and gave us the fruit. He then got out his phone and rang his daughter, yeah. who could speak better English than him. And uh, it's yeah, because just... we were we were trying to communicate over Google Translate, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were doing Google yeah. Translate and charades. <laughs> it t- he was trying to invite us to some land for dinner 
or something. Yeah. But I, I was worried he was asking me to cook dinner and I, I, we were keen to get over to Portugal that day or the day after. So I, I couldn't commit to that. Um, but he put us on the phone to his daughter. She was really confused by the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think she was used to it. I think her, her dad yeah. does this quite a lot. Anyway, we're chatting to him. He gets his pomegranates out and um, he says, how old do you think I am? And we're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, about 58, 60. I was. I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I don't. When people ask me this, I don't lie. I don't go under. I. I you know. I'm quite honest. Um, and I did. I. F- I think. I felt he looked fifty-eight, sixty, and didn't he get his driving license out? Wasn't he like I, was eighty he... or something? Yeah, he was really old. He, <laughs> he was like twenty years older yeah. than what he, than what we thought he yeah. looked. And I said, I don't believe you. <laughs> Not having it. Yeah. And he was getting his driving license out. Yeah. I've done that to someone else in the past, you know. You have, haven't you? Yeah. Who? Who have you done that to? You. Yeah. <laughs> first day, first day, night, I met Steph. Didn't believe she was older than me. No. I think you were 24 at the time. I think it was, no, 25. And I, 25, and I, I think. think I was 21. Um, and I didn't believe her. I made her get her passport out so I could check. Yeah. I thought she was having me on. I thought I was getting... Uh, I thought you might have been an undercover cop or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> anyway... We said we're chatting to him, and it only turns out that he invented foosball. Yeah, was it him or was it his dad? I think Do you know it, what? Was it his dad? It might have been. There was a lot of Google Translate being yeah. used there. It could be something else. But I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sticking with the idea that foosball... From what we got from that Google Translate... Yeah, and it's... from Google Translate and a pine cone that he put on the bench and flicked <laughs> it <laughs> to illustrate what he was on the phone. <laughs> so, but, like, the, the table football yeah. or something. Yeah, table football, foosball. Anyway, I, I, it, it's just for try, like for for us, uh, and I think this is a valid point because we spoke there about a city and how you know Seville's nice. It's a lovely city and it's nice to look around. But what was better about that area of Spain for us was just bumping into someone at a picnic stop, yeah, and having a coffee with him and just learning a little bit about their life and sharing a little bit about yours. And that's um, that's traveling. I've I've heard the word um, exchange of cultures. An exchange yeah. of cultures being used on other travel podcasts, and I think that's a really relevant term there. That Seville felt like we were tourists, where with that chap sitting down, it felt like an exchange of culture. Definitely, when someone's just willing to speak to you and just really nice and yeah. genuine, and then gives you loads of pomegranates. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I hope we go. About it. I hope we go back to those days. Yeah. I really do. You might hear a bit of wind noise here. I've tried to buffer it out with pillows and stuff. We're actually parked up on the top of a hill and it's really windy. It's very windy tonight. The pod's really, really rocking all over the shop. And, um, yeah, it's very noisy. So if you pick up on that, then, yeah, apologies. Anyway, right, we're in Portugal. and um, yeah. Back to Portugal. Back to Portugal. So, Portugal, it's it's a funny place, Portugal, because in the wintertime, everybody flocks to the Algarve. Uh, when I say everybody, everybody who's lucky enough to have a final salary pension... Or to be born in an era where you could buy a house at two or three times your annual salary and whatever and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so lots of like people really enjoying a, a hard, hard-earned retirement, um, which is nice because you get two types, I think, of people who have retired. Those who love what you're doing and think, uh, and said, you know, they should have... They wish they'd done it a bit earlier, yeah. but, you know, glad that we're enjoying it now. And then you get the other type who... You know, basically think that you don't work for a living, you don't do anything, and generally a bit, I don't know, they just get a bit grumpy, and uh, it's a shame. Anyway, we're parked up on the Algarve, 
there aren't really any places you can wild camp on the Algarve, and certainly not now. I know of friends yeah, who... Not, there's none anymore. No, we had friends there over at the winter, and it, that, that's gone now. And I can understand why, because it the... so busy. The park ground that we parked up at um, was basically just a field, and there must have been 45 mm. motorhomes parked up there all over the place. And... Yeah, it wasn't particularly nice camp there spot there was nothing pleasant there, about that no. but it was in a town yeah it's spelt Olheo <laughs> how do you say it Steph Olia say it again Olia 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 and yeah Olheo <laughs> and um this now this is a place put this one in your book because if you're going to be going over to the Algarve in the winter there's a a town and uh, it's called Olia, Olheo, it's spelled. And it's right on the coast, right on the water. And it's got a proper, true, authentic fish market. And there's a vegetable market in the building next door. But it's got a real proper fish market where the fish is caught. And you can go in that morning and buy it. And there's huge variety, like enormous variety. You can, you can pretty much buy anything there. You've got, you know, it's it's kind of where... Well, it's where the Atlantic's coming into the Mediterranean. Mediterranean's going out. It's it's a huge catchment area that they've got on the Algarve. So you, you're catching all sorts of fish, and um, it's just an amazing. Pl- you can walk around there. You can try like different pieces, pick up whatever you want fresh on that day, and you'll just have a really good time. And everyone's really friendly. They they kind of geared up for people not necessarily speaking Portuguese, which is sounds which sounds a bit Russian. We didn't talk about that yeah, Portuguese language. Sounds it? a bit Russian. Um, so they're really friendly, really nice. And then there's another building right next door to it, which is kind of a fruit and vegetable market. But it's also kind of got traditional Portuguese items, such as piri-piri oil. Uh, not a rub, it's an oil with the, the piri-piri chilli in it, which you can try as you go around and select one. I selected one. It was, it was, do you know, we had that oil for it. It went a little, went a long way. We had that for ages. We had it for ages, and I was trying to use it sparingly because I enjoyed it so much. But it was, it, it really did go a long way. It was beautiful. Um, so yeah, that is a town that I don't know where you'd stay now if you went in a camper van or a motorhome. I'm not sure if there there will be a place. I'm sure maybe someone's opened up a campsite nearby, maybe. or but it's definitely worth a drive out. And there's a nice walk along the front that you can do. Um, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's nice. What was there anything else about that that place? Hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, get yourself. Have a have a sip before we start this one, eh? <laughs> now this is a this is a good one. So we're driving around the Algarve and we're we're kind of coming back towards Olion, and I'm on a motorway and it's a slip road. And as we pull out the slip road, I see two young people. They had excitement in their eyes. Do you not think? They uh, looked. Oh, they looked so keen. They looked so happy. They looked quite they young. They looked friendly, didn't they? They looked friendly. So, I've I've picked up a few hitchhikers in my time, um, and it's only because a friend of mine, Kia, he uh, he used to hitchhike a lot, so I could see it from his perspective. I remember picking up this hitchhiker once. I was going from Newcastle. I used to live and work up there, and I'd commute back to Chester. It's about two hundred miles, and I think I was picking. Uh, I found a hitchhiker there in a service station. Well, I didn't find. I didn't go looking for him. He found me. <laughs> And uh, he jumped in my car and it just so happened to be that I was driving to pretty much the town where 
he needed to go. Yeah, it was a bit of a coincidence, that. Yeah, he had like four and a half hours in the car with me and yeah. I literally dropped him off at his front door. It was the best hitchhiking yeah. ride he'd ever had, but he was... Do you writing... remember his name? Oh, don't say that. What's that? Well, don't... I hate it when you do this. You ask me if, if I remember, no, so... I'm trying to remember someone's that. name. Sometimes you we do it in front of them or... <laughs> I'm friends with him on bloody no. Facebook because he's a legend, but I can't... My mind's gone blank. Anyway... He was, I think, writing a book or doing a dissertation on hitchhiking. So he'd done it across Europe, and I had this really interesting discussion was about it Jonas. Was it? Yeah, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. No, was it? No, yeah, I, I think it was. Um, or Jonah or something. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, we had this discussion about how the perception is that the hitchhiker is the dangerous one. Yeah. And I flipped it on its head with him. You know, I thought I'll change the <laughs> dynamic a little bit here. So when he got in, I was like. Are you never worried that people go out looking for hitchhikers and they're the, you know... The target. And, and, and you're easy prey. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's an interesting point. It's one I'm discussing quite a bit on something I'm writing. And we had this really long chat. Anyway, it really did develop a... It was a great chat that we had, four hours. And um, it developed a respect for hitchhiking and what they do. Anyway, we saw these two young people at the side of the road. So there's two things that run through my mind when I see hitchhikers... First of all, if this goes nasty, can I overthrow them? <laughs> if the answer's yes, proceed to step number two. Step number two. Do they look drunk or high? <laughs> if the answer's no, then consider stopping. So we stopped, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, Do you know what it is? If you drive a, Anyone who drives a Volkswagen camper will know this. If you see hitchhikers, they're banking on you because they think you're hippies yeah. and they think that you're free-spirited and you'll definitely stop. And they said this to us. They said, once we saw your van come around the corner with all the gear on the roof, a Volkswagen, we, and you were young, we felt that you'd just stop. I was like, yeah. Where are you going? I said, Ollion, they said. Yeah. No worries. 15 minutes down the road. Hitchhiking doesn't have to be four hours. It's usually no, 10 minutes no. down the road. Uh, I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. Hop in. So... This young lad jumps in, German, and this not as young, but young girl. Young lady. Young lady, yeah, jumps in. Blonde German lady. They jump in the back of the van, and I'm like, got my eye on the mirror on my stuff, making sure nothing's going to get, you know, grabbed or whatever, and they make a run for it. And um, they're only going 10, 15 minutes down the road, but in about four minutes... I say to him, so, uh, what's, um, where have you been then? And he's like, I- I've just completed the Camino del, Re- is it Camino? Yeah. Del Santiago. Del Santiago. I which think, is the yeah. huge kind of walk across Spain. It's it's the amazing. It's fascinating. I think, Spain, yeah. isn't it? I think we'll do it one day. Yeah. Anyway, th- they met on there. He said, yeah, we, we met there. Uh, it was like five days ago. I was like, oh, so, um. How long have you been together then? And she comes out straight away. Well, like five days. Um, but uh, I was supposed to get on a, a plane yesterday to go back to Berlin. I'm studying law and my parents have got an apartment for me in, in Berlin. And I'm studying law there. To, but I haven't turned up for my flight. And I'm looking at them both thinking, oh, this is going to be funny. So I said to him, how long have you been travelling then? And he's like, um, about seven months now. I was like, oh, right, so you've been doing it about seven months, living out of a rucksack. And he's like, yeah. And then I looked at the girl and I said, um, 
And what day is it being? She's like, this is day six now. I thought, oh, this is, this is going to be good. So um, I'm doing my Louis Farouk thing, asking a few more questions. And then uh, I said to great, so we can drop you off here. Where, where do you think you're going to go next? And then he just comes out with, um, I'm going to walk to Morocco. And she just looks at him as if to say, what? And, he's, and she's like, uh, are we? And he's like, well, you probably won't want to go. And it was at that moment then, <laughs> the five-day honeymoon ended. <laughs> and uh, I think we witnessed a breakup. Oh, well, no, no not a breakup. Really well, it was the first time she'd considered that maybe not jumping on the plane to go back to law school where an apartment was being paid for by a parent and living on the road with a hitchhiker who car- he carried no phone, no credit yeah. cards. He had maybe 10 euros on him and he'd lived off the land and of generosity and just working for his plate of food. And, you know, she was the... Well, I, I, she might have been a lawyer, uh, you know, already. No, she was still studying, was she, she said. Yeah, she still had to finish her studies. Yeah. That's why her parents were so annoyed, because she's still got to complete them, and she said she's oh, going right. to go in, she's yeah. met this guy. Anyway, as you can tell, the, the story does unfold a little bit more. We 15 minutes passes, and I just... Oh, I, I offered, I said, so where are you staying tonight? And they were like, well, we'll just find somewhere to pitch a tent. I said, look, there isn't really anywhere to pitch a tent. Um, and it... it the area they were talking about, we'd we'd scoped out earlier yeah, that day. It wasn't really inappropriate. And there was broken place. glass, and it yeah. wasn't. It didn't feel safe, and I was a bit concerned about them. So I said, "Look, we've got an awning on the side of our van. You're more than welcome to put that, get that down off the roof, put it up yourself, and stay in that. It's a tent on the side. We've got our own van. You can stay in the tent next door if if you want to, whilst you work out your plans." Um, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, that'd be great." Mm. So I thought, "Well, this is this is going to be exciting." <laughs> so we spend the night in the awning. Um, I didn't have them in the van, I don't think, at this point. Or maybe they did pop they in the van. They came into the van for, like, yeah. a drink, because I, I heated up some uh, some curry that they'd been carrying in their pouch for two days. Yeah. Heated that up on the stove for them. And they ate that. They didn't want to take any food or drink off us. I thought, it was, you know, I was being yeah. quite generous, but they were quite happy to, with their own stuff, and that was fine. Anyway, we had this chat, and I think I did get a few beers down him, actually. Yeah, that would be right. Yeah, and uh, he was a bit of a lad. And he was about nineteen. She was about twenty six. Yeah. She was she was a good looking girl. Yeah, she was really pretty, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, I think he was happy to have a to have a girlfriend at, at that time. To a, have bit of, a, a bit of arm candy. A bit of arm candy, I think. Um he was like if you've seen the film Into the Wild Yeah. What's that? Super Tramp. Yeah. Ale- super- Alex Alexander Super Tramp. Yeah, he was the real life version of him. He'd never seen the film, that's how Into the Wild he was. He'd literally just, he lived just, you know, just off free, the land and free, he, completely yeah. free, and I'm surprised he had shoes on. Um, really resourceful, though, really great around camp, getting the gear out, and he's like, kind really of... Really nice guy. Really nice guy, very really, knowledgeable. Really knowledgeable. Re- head screwed on, completely, you know, he'll really go far. Anyway, um, we get we have a good night, and we're chatting away. I said, look, we're going to go into the mountains tomorrow. Um, I'm guessing because you guys hitchhike, you're on the main roads and you're only seeing the coastal route. And they said, yeah, that's all we have. Um, I said, well, look, we're going to go there. You're welcome again to use the awning. We're going to go and camp up by a lake. Because they were fascinated by van life. It was. Yeah. A, it, I think that was what she wanted to do next, buy a van and then live together in a van. And he did not want to do that, but she did. 
Yeah, he was happy doing his own thing. So I kind of nursed the situation to be able to see where this might go. And sure enough, we drove. We went to the shops. I picked up a load of food. I thought, I'm going to cook them a nice dinner. And uh, I enjoy this Lucas. He inspires yeah. me a little bit. He's, he was only 19, but I, was, I felt like I was learning a lot from him. He was very mature. He was. So we get to the lake and um, Lucas just looks at me and uh, he says, oh, I think I might have to speak to her. I said, why? What, what's up? And he said, um, she needs to, you know, appreciate that we will enjoy our time together, but there will come a moment where our, our paths, you know, no longer cross and she will have to go her way and I go my way. And I'm thinking, oh, Lucas, this is quite, this is quite serious, serious, mate. So they walk down to the, the lake edge. Um, they go they went swimming. They, they went swimming in the lake. He was in his underpants. Um, and they go swimming in the lake, and then they're sitting on the... Oh, it was like a beautiful moment, wasn't it? It was a beautiful oh, moment. we knew the truth. <laughs> they were sitting on the rock together, and she was just in love. Oh, she was... Yeah. Uh, it was Instagram gold. It was like a movie. I, if I'd taken a picture of that, we'd have <laughs> treble the followers we've got, because we're just sitting there on the rock, just by the lake, and it was very van life. We had a campfire yeah. going that they were warming up next to. Me and, me and Steph gave them some privacy. Yeah. And... Uh, she looked a little bit more upset as they walked back from the rock. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It sounds yeah. mean, doesn't it? It's only funny because there's me thinking, I'll put on a nice meal to soften the blow. It'll be all right. Start plating up this meal. And um, I suddenly find out she's vegan, yeah. which is not absolutely not a problem in my world. Uh, I love it, actually. It gives me something different to do. Um, and it you know push, challenges me a bit more to go out of my comfort zone, which is good. But after me going shopping and saying I'm going to cook for everyone, finding out kind of just before I'm about to plate up a dish that she's vegan wasn't wasn't a good time to find out, I don't think. But nonetheless, I managed to rustle something up. Yeah, well, I'm veggie. Yeah, okay, you're veggie, so, so it was it was fine. I think similar. Lucas was happy because Luke, she was qu- she was quite she was quite strong with her views yeah. about being a vegan, which was strange because it was the first time we'd heard about it properly. And um, he loved his meat. And he, he was really tall, skinny, but he had hollow legs. And uh, we kind of cooked our meal and stuff. And I kind of, out of respect, I kept, like, our, like, meat and all that at the at the back. And yeah. we kind of had our, like, little meal. It was, you know, hers was vegan, ours was vegetarian. And then I think you went on a walk with her. and Yeah, we had the chat. And then me and Lucas, I said, look, Lucas, I've got a big, I've got a big bloody lump of pork around the back of the van here that I've been smoking for a while. You probably smelt it. He's like, oh, I have, Mike. You were like, like the devil on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we walked around the back of the van. And I tell you what, he said, oh, this is amazing. And I just said to him, if you can eat all of that, Lucas, boots, go for it, mate. Honestly, go for it now. Fill it. Go for it. And he did. He, he I think he must have had about 1.2 kilos of meat. He went for it. Absolutely smashed it, and I had a little bit, but I thought, well, let, I'll let him I catch up on it. it. She didn't want him to eat the meat, but you were keeping her busy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just had a great time chatting yeah. to him. It always reminds me that bit of it. He's like a snake. Like when he got the chance to eat, he just got all that meat down him. Well, he did. Kept him. He did because he, he might not be able to eat for days. He said, "I might not eat for four or five yeah. days now, so I have to fill up when I, when the opportunity's there. Yeah. I always take it." He said, and I, I just, do you know what I liked about him? He was just, for someone who was like nineteen, he was just completely honest, open, yeah. upfront, 
I always knew where I stand with him. He always knew where he stood with me. He, we made it quite clear, and he made it quite clear that, you know, this is just a, one of these things that happens when you meet someone and you spend some time yeah. with them. But after this, we're all going to go our own ways. He hasn't got a mobile phone. He hasn't got yeah. social media. We'll probably never speak or see each other ever again. And that was fine. And we knew that from the beginning. And it made the experience more enjoyable it for did, me. Yeah. Because there was no pressure to keep in touch. In this world of modern connectivity, yeah. there's kind of like this expectation that you... Stay in touch. Yeah. You know, you you might meet someone at a... You know, Boys bump into pub. someone or someone introduce you at a pub and the next minute, you know, they're friends on Facebook yeah. and they're wishing you happy birthday or whatever every, every year. And you're just like, I, I don't know who this person is. Um, whereas he was just brutally honest and it was just like, you know, we have this time. Back in and all times, this yeah. is what would happen. And I really like that. It's not offensive yeah. at, at all for me, for anyone to no. be like, you know, we'll enjoy this moment and, yeah. you know, have a nice life afterwards. It's It was great. So we, we did that, we had the meet, we had breakfast the next morning. Oh, that night, we they were in the awning oh. again. But uh, we had a storm hit us. Oh, yeah. Strong winds, strong rain. I thought the awning yeah, was going to... it came gonna, out of nowhere, though, didn't it? It came out of nowhere. And the awning kind of took off and we couldn't... We did guide rope it down, but it didn't feel like it was strong enough and it needed to be taken in. Yeah, you shouldn't have awnings out in the wind. You shouldn't leave it out overnight, really. Yeah. Because of this reason. But, um... Yeah, so it was like three in the morning. Yeah. She was a bit upset. They'd had a bit of a hot heart after we'd gone to bed. Maybe it was one last kiss <laughs> they'd had. And um, we had to kind of get up, put all the awning away. And it yeah, was like... It just poured down all yeah, of a sudden, didn't it? Was it was just horrendous. Yeah. And um, we ended... All four of us <laughs> yeah, ended up... they had to come in the van, They had to come they? in the van and they had to sleep in the pop top. And yeah. we were downstairs and it was like... You know, two strangers sleeping yeah. in your camper van that you don't—you've only met the day before—and <laughs> we've got we've now got two people living in the van with us in a storm in a lake in the middle of nowhere. And um, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, we got off the next morning. We had a breakfast. It was very sombre, calm. We didn't talk much that morning. He ate a loaf of bread. <laughs> she was a bit upset. You could sense it was. It was coming to an end. Yeah, we witnessed the breakup. And <laughs> we shouldn't... No, it's not funny. It sounds like we're enjoying this, but it's just... No, I just it was, couldn't... It, it's just a, an experience, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just an experience. And we, they went back in the van and I, I said to them, you know, it's like, what an amazing time yeah, that was. And how, yeah. you know, how nice it was that four people like that can get together live in a van for a couple of yeah. days together, eat food together, talk about loads of different things that we'd never discussed before, like German stuff yeah. and English stuff. And it was just fascinating. It was a fascinating experience. It was amazing. It's like an experiment. Yeah. And to meet someone like Lucas, who's the real, like, yeah. Bear grills and living out in the wild, he'd, he'd gaffer taped his jacket because there was a tear in it. And Anyway, uh, we took them back. Talion and let them go their own way. And, yeah, that was that. And that was that. Who knows what's yeah, happened to them? Like, Maybe they stayed together. Maybe they did. Maybe they had kids. Uh, I don't know. But we never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Maybe we'll see them on the road. I think when we left, it was like, thanks for contributing to our life for a little yeah. portion of it. And it, it's worthy of it to, to be spoken about now. So it must have yeah, been something. Definitely. And might see you on the road. What? It felt like we were in a movie, didn't it? Yeah, it just... M Might see you on the road. Yeah.
Yeah. See you down the road. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That really was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, hitchhikers. We picked up a couple since then as well. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll talk about that another time. They weren't as noteworthy as... No. What was... His name was Lucas. What was her name? Like... Jasmine. Jasmine. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, Jasmine, I hope you've... I hope you yeah. I hope you're doing well. I hope you got went back to law school. hope you finished it off and maybe... Didn't she talk about doing something in India one day? Yeah, she was thinking about going out to India, yeah. I think, with, with him, but he didn't want to go India. So I didn't think that was going to... I think she was going to go India maybe on her own then. Yeah. Maybe I think that's what you said to her. You should go. I've spent a lot of time in India. Yeah. I said it's nice. Um, maybe she's there. She was really passionate about human rights and stuff yeah. and equality. And that was like really... It was really nice to hear her speak like that. So I'm sure she's pursuing that and changing the world. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's... That was kind of South Portugal. There was just... There's a bit to take in, I think, for, for the Algarve. Um... Lots of kind of people going there for the winter. The temperatures. Yeah. Did we talk about them? Um, I, think, I don't think we did. Did we? Ah, there are kind of like late teens, so about sixteen to twenty degrees. It uh, feels much warmer when it, the sun's out. Mm-hmm. We would wear t-shirts. The sun's only out for about six hours, seven hours. It's limited daylight, obviously. But um, yeah, it feels like a UK nice summer day. To be honest, in winter, yeah. that's what it can feel like. And I think that's kind of it for for Portugal. So some Southern top Portugal. Southern Portugal. Yeah. So some top tips if you're thinking about going the Algarve in the camper van or you're gonna go to Seville. Well, if you're gonna go to Seville, try not to have a dog with you. Yeah, that would help. If you've got a dog with you, just bear that in mind. You're gonna to struggle to go to different places. Um if you go to the Algarve, just be bear in mind it's not a place that you can wild camp, but there are lots of there are lots of sites that are kind of like, you know, you probably pick them up for eight or ten euros a night. But just bear in mind, you might be on a site where people are living there for the whole winter. And it could either be amazing or it could be horrendous. For me, it's a, oh, it scares me a little bit being stuck in one place for that long next to neighbours uh, who you don't know. Um, yeah. Um, the fish market was amazing in Olheo or Olion. <laughs> and... Uh, that south coast, uh, people talk about Tavira and all those places. Not yeah, my cup, of, not well, my cup of tea. We didn't really stop there because no. we wanted to go to some other places. Yeah, the best bit about that part of Portugal for us was the hitchhikers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we won't talk about Faro next week, but we did go there as well. Yeah, we did. That's quite actually, n- we did like Faro. Yeah, that's quite nice for a good wander around. Yeah, uh, nice that's, town. That's not too bad. There's a bit of a party town, I think, in Portugal along there. Yeah. Um, but we didn't go there. No. Um, that's it. We love Portugal, and we said that when we first yeah. spoke about Portugal, but that's not the part of Portugal that we love. And next week we're going to we be... We will be talking about the part that we love. We're going to be talking about the greatest man in Portugal. <laughs> um, I've got a video of him riding a donkey... Maybe naked onto a live television set. That's just one element of Nuno that I only found out after I met him. Um, we go to Portugal's only ski resort. Yeah. We have the most amazing Christmas in Portugal. Yeah. So next week, you are going to hear the Portugal 
we, we absolutely love. love. And and next, Camper Van Cooking Adventures, Algarve. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It wasn't our favourite. Was it? Well, for food? Yeah, food was all right, but... Food was all right. Oh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea. I'm sure it will be in a few years yeah. when I really want that winter sun. We were talking about it maybe in a year or two yeah. we'll have winter sun. But yeah, if you were friends, I think it would be amazing. But to, to kind of travel as a travel camper van cooking adventure, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, next week is when next it happens. Next week will be fun. Right, do you, um, do you want to do the old five-star stuff? Oh, yeah. If you like this review... No, not review. If you like this podcast... <laughs> you're really tired, please. aren't you? Bless you, Steph. You're really tired and you're just like, can we go to bed? No, we've got more work to do. We've got to get more work done. It'll be all right, I promise. Yeah. I promise. The HQ, I'm going to build you a little piece of paradise that you can go into, <laughs> escape know. from me and just oh, go and have no. have 10 minutes to yourself. Um. Go on, five stars. Yeah, please give us a five-star rating on the Apple podcast. You can listen on Spotify and everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, you well, can listen on Spotify. Well, you'll know Spotify. that because if you've got this far, you, you, you've done you it. Put, yeah. But yeah, please leave us a review. If you've listened to it, let us know. If you've got any questions, actually. Yeah, because I think we are going to do a question and answer. A Q&A. You can send us a we? voice recording. So if you, want oh, yeah. your, if you want this voice like this in, in the microphone going yeah, into someone's speaker like this, um, then... Yeah, you can send a voice thing through the Anchor app or just send us a voice one on, on fa- or a video on Facebook. Or just email us a question. Well, yeah. we'll and we'll do a special Q&A. I think yeah. next week will be kind of our last podcast for this season. Then we're going to do a Q&A and then yeah. we're going to go up to Scandinavia. Yeah, for series two, if that goes ahead. If that goes ahead, we'll see. We'll see. Five stars. Oh, uh, what's the old bit that we do now? You're going to be... Oh, you. yeah. I've been Michael. I've been Stephanie. And Rupert's, Rupert's been... been Rupert. He's, on, he's on his again. back. He's on his back with his legs in the air snoring. Yeah. Because that's what he thinks about us. That's how exciting this podcast yeah, is. Yeah, our conversation. Right. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, take care. See you next goodbye. week. Bye-bye. Bye.